and I said, oh, I cannot English today. And she was like, oh, you should keep doing that. That's really funny. Do <laughs> Go on stage and speak in a broken English. People would love that. I was like, eh. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Kwan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Our guest today is a comedian from Spain, more specifically from Andalusia, Isa Bonachera. Isa and I both perform predominantly in London, but we are so-called on the UK circuit. Isa is a very talented and very interesting performer, and I will let her introduce herself. Hello, hi. hi. Thank you for having me. Right, Isa, <laughs> I need you to uh, introduce yourself properly in Spanish. How would you say it? Hola, me llamo Isa. Bonachera, soy de Roquetas de Mar en España y no sé, estoy aquí haciendo comedia en Inglaterra. I got Isa, I got Bonachera, I got Espanol, and that's pretty much it. Uh, that's, not, that's not the usual speed you would go for, though, is it, when you speak Spanish? Is it normally that slow, or I thought it's faster? No, I usually speak faster. Yeah, I'll slow this out so you can catch some words. All right. Isa, I want to ask you a question okay, at the okay. beginning of the podcast, and I hope that it's not rude. So, Isa, do you think you have an accent? I find that question it. very rude. I don't think that I have an accent. I have a perfect British accent from London. London born and raised. Okay. Yeah. No, yes, I, I have an accent. I think, yeah, that, I can hear it. The way I just asked the question sounds so cringeworthy, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think an Englishman would ever ask the other one. I mean, they would think about it all the time. Yeah. And they would talk behind your back and maybe even like mimic and mock your accent. But I don't think they would ever dare. Maybe some of the racist one, but they would <laughs> ever dare to say your face. Do you think you have an accent? I'm going to be even ruder yeah. this time. Do you personally find your Spanish accent when you're performing English mild or strong? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to elaborate, please? Like, sometimes I make an effort so, like, people will understand what I'm saying. But if I get excited in the moment, I just, like, I don't think about how I'm speaking, and I can tell that people are not understanding me because they're not laughing. It's not because I'm not being funny, it's because they don't understand my accent properly. But is it, so what is the point when you would stop giving a I'm sorry for the language, yeah. but you basically say, you know what, I'm not gonna deliberately censor my accent, I'm just gonna speak the way one, or you, is the, what is the occasion you wouldn't really even remember to monitor your... Yeah, I think like, if I have a couple of pints before going on stage, <laughs> then I forget that I'm actually not speaking in my native language and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. and like, I can see people, they don't understand a word that I'm saying. They're just, oh. <laughs> so basically, under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and you would start trying to improve or make your accent acceptable to the level of general British understanding. Yeah, I, I definitely do make an effort sometimes to like talk very slowly. When I said it 
in the circuit, I will I will speak very quickly, and that was not working on my favorite because I have a very strong accent. <laughs> so like yeah, I, when I'm on stage, I try to like speak very slowly, let people have a minute to think about what I just said. I don't find your accent strong, because like, oh. I've come across a lot of Spanish speakers, and mm. I don't think your accent is particularly strong. If anything, it's more like you occasionally mumble. We're、yeah. getting into even ruder territory now. <laughs> so I don't think that's your accent, as your personal way of speaking. So I find that you were deliberately articulate when you go on stage,、yeah. whereas when we talk in private, you are a bit more relaxed, more casual. But it's not. A problem at all to understand because there's context. But obviously, I'm not a native English speaker, so、yeah. maybe I'm more used to different type of accent myself. I'm very tempted to ask you whether you think my accent is strong or not, but I'm not gonna go there.、Uh, <laughs> this is a very unfair treatment. I'm gonna attempt to ask you a question in Spanish. I think I should have <laughs> opened with Isa. Que cuentas or something like that? Is that is that right? Que te cuentas. Que te cuentas. Yeah,、wow. yeah. What's, What's up? Is the textbook one? Como estas? Yeah. Okay. I don't speak Spanish for the record. No, that was、um, very good. No, but what I should have asked is, <laughs> eh, Isa, donde está la biblioteca? <gasps> That's so offensive. Why is it? <laughs> I'm kidding.、Um, that means I like big butts in Spanish. That is not true. <laughs> Uh, come on, like I think people would know、yeah. if, if with the limited Spanish they have, they would、yeah. know from the very first lesson, or maybe lesson two or three. I don't know because I've personally not learned Spanish <laughs> at all. I've not learned Spanish here, but I think that's one of the first sentences they will learn. Yeah, it's where is the library? Yeah. Yeah, but why? I mean, if anything, I don't think people read. <laughs> people don't go to the library. <laughs> it's, it's a dying business. Is it a business even? A new comedy. When you start your set, you address your accent by saying, "This accent is not because I'm a foreigner. It's because when I learn English, I watch Pingu." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that is really smart and bold and very efficient. They would be aware of your accent anyway. And if you avoid addressing the fact that you have an accent, they will keep thinking about. Your accent, so you have to put it to sleep, and、mm. then they can move on mentally. Yeah, and you might as well get a joke out of it. When I wrote that joke, that's exactly what I was saying. Of because、mm. I think that I can write comedy about many different things. So I didn't want it to be a one-note comedian. Even though now I'm leaning more into like my Spanishness and doing more comedy about being from Spain, but it's coming from a different place rather than like I'm the Spanish comedian. I decided to. I start the set that way exactly for that reason because I wanted to address it from the beginning and then just like move on so I could like talk about what I really wanted to talk about and the reason for that is because I took a comedy curse curse. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I think a lot of judgmental、uh, English speaker might think, "Oh, wish I could help her there." I think it's course.、Uh, course. course. I'm not sure. 
I think maybe. Yeah. But we know what you mean from the context. Okay, so you I attended took a comedy, a course. comedy class. Class. Comedy class. The instructor, she was trying to help all the students. So like tell them the direction that they should take. And the feedback that she kept giving me was, oh, you should do jokes about being from Spain, about siesta and paella, like all these like Spanish stereotypes. Did she actually actively encourage yeah, to, to go on stage it. and say that? Did she give you an example how you could milk the stereotype of a siesta? There was this one time that I was running through my set and I said something wrong and I stopped and I said, oh, I cannot English today. And she was like, oh, you should keep doing that. That's really funny. Just go on stage and speak in a broken English. People would love that. I was like, it... <laughs> It was like very awkward. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I took her feedback to address my accent from the beginning. Yeah. But I went in the complete opposite direction that she wanted me to take. Sort of like as an act of rebellion. I don't want to be known as the Spanish comedian because I have so much other stuff that I want to talk about in my comedy that are just not about being from Spain. And yeah. I just want to get to the interesting bits of my set as quickly as possible. <laughs> no, but then that is, that is exactly what we want to discuss here because she gave you a piece of advice. Yeah. And the way you see is I was just gonna address the problem you identify, hmm. but I'm not having any of your suggestion. Yeah. The solution you provide are not solutions. I think you think that that will pigeonhole you very early on hmm. and people or is it simply because you don't want to be the butt of the joke? Yeah. Which, which way is more likely the main explanation? Yeah, exactly that. I don't want to be pigeonholed and I don't, I don't appreciate when people make fun of Spanish people. Like there, there's like, for example, that sitcom Twin, not Twin Towers, no. <laughs> Forty Towers? Forty Towers. Right. And there's a character that is from Spain the actor that plays, I think, is German, I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, like, the joke is, like, he's always, like, K, and he gets kicked a lot by his boss, and he's, like, very incompetent. When I watch that, I'm like, ugh, I don't like it. You don't like it. Um, so I don't want to... I will not do that to someone else, so why would I do that to myself? I would not like other people to do that to me, so if I do that to myself, then I should I like, open the door and make it okay to other people to make those jokes about myself uh, or other immigrants, and I don't want that to happen. You mentioned earlier that you also start to talk about your Spanishness, and it seems to me you start to find a distinction because there are different meanings of being the Spanish comedian, right? Yeah. You can be the Spanish comedian only because you're a great comic, but people know that, they happen to know that you're from Spain. Hmm. Or you can be a Spanish comedian that talks nothing but the fact that you come from Spain. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I think like that's also interesting, an yeah, but, interesting but comedic in direction, second, but it's not what I am. But yeah. that's in, even in the second category, yeah. if you are a Spanish comedian or you talk about Spain, yeah. you can still have small, great, yeah. well-written jokes and very hack jokes. So basically at the beginning, you just want to draw a very distinct how to say that? Like, you want to draw lines, I'm not having any of that. And then you start to say, actually, some of it is still in my world comedy. Yeah. You just don't want to be pushed to the very yeah. edge. Yeah. And like, lately, I've been writing a lot of comedy about being from Spain. 
about uh, like flamenco and bullfighting and all of that because I think they are interesting topics. People will be interested like hear more about those topics that I know a lot about because it's my culture. People that talk about where they're from and their culture like all the time. That's fun and I do really enjoy it. a lot of comedians that do them. It, it was just not the direction that I wanted to take. Right. Yeah. But is there a specific event, for example, a chat with someone mm. that prompted you to say, I actually don't mind mm. explaining to the audience a bit about flamenco because maybe yeah. they see me, they think of me and they are quite curious about this part of my culture. Or is there a specific thing that prompted this slight detour in your comedy direction? Yeah, it was during the pandemic that I started to think a lot about that. And I think it was because I was starting to get homesick because I couldn't go home as often. I have always sort of like a little bit turned my back on my culture and being from Spain just because I have been an immigrant for 10 years. I wanted to integrate myself in whatever country I was living in and not other myself and sort of like feel like fully integrated. Mm -hmm. So I think like I have always neglected that part of myself, but it was during the pandemic that I started to really learn to embrace that because I was like feeling homesick and I was thinking about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And that really encouraged me to talk more about it. And now... Just by writing about it and thinking about the interesting things about the places where I grew up, I'm appreciating again where I come from and I'm very happy to talk about it now. And it was initially a deliberate choice. Yeah, the name that I used to go on stage is Isabel Bonacheda and I have purposely shortened my name to anglicize it a little bit because in Spain we have really long names. So my first name is Isabel Maria, but I go by Isa to sort of like anglicize it a bit, to be a bit shorter. That reminds me, I once yeah. gave you, this is people should never do. Before people ask you, you shouldn't offer unsolicited advice. And I didn't even know Isa very well at that time. But I was like, but Isa, you are missing a goal that only you can do. Your name in the eyes of British people is ISA. Um, if anyone who doesn't know ISA, <laughs> that is the acronym for Individual Saving Account. Yeah. I don't remember your reaction. I think you play along with it, but I don't know whether you were rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, when I first came to the UK and I started like making friends, there was like a, a good six months where like I kept getting photos like from friends all the time about pictures from adverts for like I <laughs> ISIS. Oh my god. <laughs> there was like this one advert like by Barclays which was like a pig with like a cape and it says get yourself a Kikas ISA and I received that picture twenty times. So, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm genuinely no, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's just like something that I live with. It's it's just this is my reality. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So not only wasn't the joke great, it was too obvious. Even people who don't do comedy <laughs> will point it out to her. So I'm just grateful she still wants to be friends with no, me. No, no, I have to clarify. Like, I got that picture 20 times, but I love it every single time. You do love it every single yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> but this circle back to the very early question I asked you, right? Yeah. Do you think, I don't know whether I've actually asked that question earlier. Do you think your accent worked against hmm. you or was in your favor? It could be both, but yeah. which one is more more the case? There are some audiences that enjoy it. 
when I do my set about being from Spain, I think it works in my favor. But I do other sets about different stuff. Like I, I used to have a set about space, and I think it, it worked against me, actually. It depends on the audiences. Actually, th there are quite a few reviews from like reviewers that come to review my sets or my shows, and there are three or four where they call me weird. <laughs> And they mentioned like, oh, and her accent made her even weirder. Did they write it down? Yeah, yeah. I can show you the review. I was like, this is like a weird review. And then the same reviewer came to see me again, and he wrote the same thing. I, I think uh, just to give people the benefit of the doubt, I think like there are so few comedians with like a very distinct accent in the circuit. So maybe they just don't know how to write about it in a review in a way. That <laughs> Are we gonna mention because the fact I... that she has an accent? Yeah. Is, is, it, is it polite? Is it too rude? Is it allowed as a reviewer to even mention no. the fact that the comedy is comedian? Like, yeah, like it's part of the act, it's part of the person. Do mention it. Yeah, I think it's okay to mention that a person have an accent. Maybe there's a bit more work to do in terms of how to address it in a sensitive way, because. I don't think that my accent may be more weird. The fact that I'm weird is what makes me weird. I'm like weird without the accent. The accent is just the way I speak. I don't know. It's not weird having an accent. In the UK, social class is such a big thing here. It's uh, about where you're from. When they look at each other, they have to decide the mutual social stance. So are you working class and middle class? You're from the north, I'm from the south. So this is how I come to look at you. Hmm. And we basically fucks up their plan. That's my own interpretation. Yeah. Because they are not quite sure what kind of social class we're in. Yeah. And we don't fit in their understanding of the regional stereotype. Hmm. So they don't know how to look at us. I think they are constantly thinking, but exactly how do I see this comedian? So, yeah. It's so interesting. I, I do see, that's like one of the things that I found it very interesting about gigging in the UK. It's just how much this debate around class is like present everywhere, even in the, in the comedy scene. There's like a lot of comedians are talking about class and they talk about being working class a lot and all of that. And I found that because we don't have the same perception in Spain. In Spain, there's like people with money and people without money, and that's it. So rich and poor. Yeah, there's rich and poor, and that's it. My province is poor, Madrid is rich, you know. Uh, but there isn't sort of like this idea of, of class and privilege within one country, if that makes sense. That is something very British. I find it very interesting. There are comedians that are, I think they're quite similar, and then... I hear, oh, this comedian is working class and this comedian is middle class. I don't know what that means in practical terms, really, because they look like they're at the same level to me. <laughs> <laughs> you better not drop any name because we're going to get ourselves in trouble here. study done by a professor in the UK and they said people would lie about their actual social class so they would call themselves working class even if they were sent to private school and the reason oh. being in that interview is my his parents still don't make as much money as the rest of his mates from the private school hmm. so he still feel legitimate to call himself working class 
I do appreciate that debate around class that people have in Britain, like more so than in Spain, because people being like, our situation is not good enough, so we need to have this type of things to have the opportunities that, that should be accessible to us. Like right now, the universal credit was cut, and there was a lot of comedians talking about how that is affecting them. And I think, yeah, fight for your welfare state and fight for those things. It's a pity that people in Spain are sort of like more complicit about it. They don't think about those issues as much because they don't realize how big of a problem it is. It was like a culture shock for me. Do you perform comedy in Spanish? No, <laughs> no, because I don't have the opportunity to do that. When I go to Spain, it's to be with my family, so I'm not going to go to the club. Right, okay. <laughs> But I do want to do, I do want to try d doing comedy in Spanish. I think I will struggle though, because Why? I'm very used to writing in English and I'm very used to like how you structure jokes in English. Yeah. Like my comedy is a lot based on misdirection. And I feel like I can do that very well in English, but in Spanish, because Spanish is a lot wordier, which is like a lot of words to get to their point. I think I will struggle to write the same type of jokes. From what you're saying, I assume you made the decision to move to UK first before yeah. you started performing comedy, yeah. right? Hmm. And what prompted you getting down into this death of hollow? <laughs> How did you get into performing English comedy? So uh, it was by accident because I never thought of stand-up comedy as something that I wanted to do. Um, I went to UK to do my master's. And then the first week of my master's, I met this girl that was super into comedy and I have a crush on her. And she was like, oh, I want to audition to do the stand-up night, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm, I'm so nervous, I don't want to do it on my own. I was like, oh, I'll do it with you. We can do it together. <laughs> because I was trying to sleep with her. And then <gasps> we both auditioned. <laughs> we both auditioned and we got, we got the gig. And I was supposed to do only three minutes and I did my three minutes and they went really well and people were laughing very, very hard. I did my first three minutes about penguins. No, about pandas. Pandas. About pandas. You took my stuff. Yes. That's mine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did, yeah, I, I did like three minutes about how people should just let pandas go extinct. People really like it. And I felt like a high. I was on a high for like three days. Oh, this is like the worst, the best feeling in the entire world. I'm just gonna keep doing it. And uh, I got sucked into it. Um, so did you manage to sleep with that girl at all? No, no, no. <laughs> you get a high not from sexual intercourse, but <laughs> no. from, from no. artistic expression. I didn't get the girl, but I got comedy. Oh. So I... <laughs> Which exactly. has the same ability to make you depressed anyway. I know. So you were there and you, yeah. you were having this mindset that I might as well do it. I'm guessing you didn't write a immaculate script and just memorize the goal. Yes, right? I did. You did? Yeah, I wrote like a, on Google Doc, I wrote like a script with like every joke that I could think of about pandas. I learned it from memory. Are you a perfectionist? Yes. So you were like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it well. Yeah, well, I was like very scared. So I was like, I'm gonna do like a theater where like I learn a script and I go and I do the words I have learned. I went on stage and people were like really into it. So I was just like, I started like playing around because I was having fun with it. 
So if I take you back to one of the earlier thing you say,、mm. and you say someone just come to you and say you is the, the MC at the Choto say that you have very strong accent. I come from an indirect culture, and I think the British culture is indirect culture. You're not supposed to say things blunt like that. But if it's objectively true,、hmm. do you think it is in people's right to say that to us, or is that a better way of saying it? If you ask them for feedback,、mm-hmm. then yes. But if no one have asked you for your opinion, don't go to someone and tell them. I'm a very firm believer of not giving people unsolicited unsolicited advice because maybe. They are not in a moment in their life where they are able to receive it、mm-hmm. for many different reasons. Maybe they are in a vulnerable place in their life. Maybe they are not confident enough about their comedy direction to be able to like really absorb it in a constructive way. If I ask you what do you think about my accent or my comedy in general, yeah, sure, tell me that I have a strong accent. Tell me what you think. Because and asking you for your opinion, that means that I respect you enough to be truthful. Don't go to people and tell them, especially it's something that's potentially sensitive, the way that they sound or their appearance or topic that they choose for their comedy. Like just don't go to people and give them feedback that they haven't asked you. What do you think? I'm very torn on this one. Actually, I have conflicting assessment of my language ability and my accent. Some would say that you speak English quite well. I can understand you fully. You speak with a an accent, but I can understand you really, really well. And some would say that, oh, you know, it's a way so funny when you deliberately do the accent. I was like, I, I did that. <laughs> just how I speak, you、yeah. asshole. <laughs> when you really, really Chinese are that bit, I didn't. <laughs> That has happened to me, and I have also been like, "What?" <laughs> There are some professional comedian, and when they do their set, they talk about their Spanish mother.、Hmm. I think Jen Brewster talks about her mom. Her mom's from Spain,、hmm. so the image of her mom is a blunter, a more down to earth, probably not as reserved、yeah. woman, and in a way, a bit of loca, loca, loca. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's right, my interpretation? Yeah, very like confident, very like outspoken. Passion type of like woman. My next show is called The Emotional Universe of a Melodramatic Woman, and it's all about the stereotype of women being very like feeling all the feelings,、mm. like women in Spain. But I have to say that it's true. <laughs> 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 okay. Because all the women in my family are. Emotional Lamborghini. They like go from like zero to like a hundred in like a second. What do you mean by emotional? They、though? just like they don't build up like gradually. They just like.、Oh, I just want to. Is that an expression in English or is your personal? That's like my personal. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. <laughs> But also, I'm not a car person, so I don't know if that's how Lamborghini.、Uh, we we will check with a British comedian <laughs>、yeah. after the podcast. Does it make sense to you? Emotional Lamborghini. And also, it's a Lamborghini or Lamborghini. Let's not get into that.、Yeah. Anyway, is this true? About the portrayal of Spanish women, as、yeah. in Penelope Cruz and Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yeah, very open with their emotions. Yeah, I feel like women in Spain are very open with、Do、their emotions. Do you play along with that,、um, either by portraying yourself or members of your family in your comedy world? Yeah, now I'm trying to like explore that a little bit, but from point of, I think it's justified because of the history that women have had in Spain. Recently, and there's like 
women in Spain didn't have civil rights until like fairly recently. They were either under the control of their father until they went 25 or then under the control of their husband after they went 25 and they couldn't do anything on their own. How recent was that? Until about? like 1981. They will not go to prison for killing their wives, they will just get exiled. So we're talking about 30 years after the end of the Second World War, women still have such low level of rights. There was a dictatorship, a fascist dictatorship until 1975, and then the dictator died, and it took a while for the transition to democracy to happen. So the civil rights law for women did then change until 1981. It really sucked to be a woman in Spain until fairly recently. Now women being unspoken and being emotional and talking back to their husbands is a good thing because it comes from years and years of repression. I want to celebrate that stereotype a little bit. But yeah. there's so much um, in the context of what you're describing. There's a lot of the, the historic and hot facts, which yeah. when you go to a comedy night, yeah. audience probably don't know. Yeah. How do you tailor your stuff? Just how much you can give a bit more information. You can mm. learn a bit about my culture, but I also recognize the fact that you probably don't know that yeah. much to start with. How do you draw that line, the balance? I just don't give them the details. I do jokes about situation where women in my family have been like that emotional, but I always like do it from a place of love and I make sure that it comes across as that. Like, I have a bit in my set about how my mother doesn't care about some of my problems because to her are known issues. Mm -hmm. I identify as that non-binary and I'm bisexual. And when I try to have those conversations with my mom, she's just like, oh my God, your problems are so small. I don't care. She's really, really open about... Like, when I try to have those conversations with my mom, sometimes she just roll her eyes, sometimes she, like, leave the room. You me. are the first generation of Spaniards who is able to enjoy a more liberal and progressive society. Yeah, yeah. And I think like it would be so unfair for me to go to someone like my mother and get angry at her because she's not using the pronouns I chose for myself. It is important. It's important to move forward, care about those issues. I would just like cut like someone like my mother's and slack. You say like coming from a place of love. How do you differentiate the both? I would think personally, whenever Margaret Cho does impression about her parents, yeah. even though it's based on racial stereotype, you can tell she really loves her parents. Yeah. And in a way, Margaret Cho celebrates her cultural background as an Asian American, as a Korean American. She's not ashamed of being yeah. Korean. And you can tell. Mm. And that's how I see when you meant coming from a place of love. That's very important because we certainly live in a culture where there's like a lot of polarization in terms of opinions and worldviews. We're like, we're living like, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. And they're sharing in a way that it's really polarizing. They insult the opposite side and mm -hmm. so on. But there's like merit in seeing what other people that don't think like you come from. Yeah, I can go on stage and talk about the way my mother talks to me 
about certain things and sort of like handle it with love because I know where she came from and I'm clear about it. And I don't like do it in a way that may her come across as like being silly or like being wrong necessarily. Sort of like, this is me and this is my mom and she's different. Let's say if you have a set that involves discussion between you yeah. and your mom, do you impersonate her or do you give an indirect quote? Yeah, a d- different direct quote. So I you don't, don't do it in a way, because a lot of comedians with a different cultural background, what they would do is they would do a version with a less accented English yeah. and they would really put on the accent to portray their no, parent. Do I don't know how to do a Spanish accent. <laughs> Like, this I is all I got. I only got one sentence. I, I don't know how to do any accent, really. If you were able to, would you do that? No, I would not do that. I, no, I, 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 I would not do that. No. Is it true though? In Spain, you don't say Spanish español. That's how Latin you say it, castellano. Is that right? But that's about the the language. Yeah. We call the language castellano. To differentiate it from like Latin America, because like, like when you watch The Simpsons, they dub The Simpsons. If you see the Latin American dub version, it's odd. It's just like so weird. Why? They call Homer Omero. It's just like, <laughs> what? they're taking liberties. You know Homer in Mandarin, the, at least the one in Taiwan, it's yeah. the same. They call it uh, hippo. It's because it's very yeah. close pronunciation. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I want to find the version of a show that I actually want to watch, I type Castellano. But no, it's Espanol. Yeah. Oh, it's Espanol. It's but if you're from Spain, you call yourself Espanol or Espanola. Okay. Okay. And uh, as the last bit, uh, years ago uh, at a gig, I was doing a set about the royal family. Yeah. And I was trying to do a telenovela version. Yeah. So I asked Isa to, to read some script and translate the line into Spanish for me. <laughs> I don't know what she said. Uh, so I'm going to play it. <laughs> and I hope the microphone will be able to register that. So this is what you say to me. Ooh. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> right. Right, so the only thing I could tell from those lines is puta egoista, which yeah. I believe to be selfish whore. Yeah. So what did I ask you to speak at that time? Can you tell? Oh, that was supposed to be my marriage. How dare you, you stupid whore or your greedy whore? Oh, that was... Okay. Yeah. I guess I was trying to write something between, like a, a fake fictional yeah. fight between... Okay, let's not go there. Right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Isa, before we go, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at... Isa Bonachera <laughs> in all the socials. Yeah, no one have my name, so I got it everywhere. In Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all Isa Bonachera. No yeah. one's got it. No, I got it all. I got it all for Someone me. got mine on Instagram and only no. have like 20 followers and he doesn't even update it anymore. They say his son and a dog. <laughs> it's like, can I just buy it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of insight. Thank you for coming on. Thank you this. for having 
filming podcast. I don't know. I don't know when it's gonna be launched, but but that's that's cute, right? Oh, and I love the pink background. Mucho gracias. I think that's how you say it. So thank you for giving us your time. Thank you. Right.